This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron. And for you first-time listeners, just wanted to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. Not a big thing, not a big deal, but usually I use a roadcaster mixer and uh, it kind of has that studio quality, but I was on location at a lovely, lovely bar called Buckley's in Queen Anne in Seattle. Did not bring the mixer, brought the microphone. The microphone was just not working quite right. So I just switched to the buds. It sounds great. Uh, Just doesn't have that studio quality when it comes to me. Usually I sound like, I don't know, Jessica Simpson on my mixer, but uh, this one makes me sound more like Ashley Simpson. Anyways, it's still good. And actually I felt like the earbuds picked up a lot of the ambiance in uh, Buckley's, which I thought made for a good sound. Anyways, just a little disclaimer. Don't worry about it. It's still good. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks, on the other side of the track, speak easy, dive bar style podcast that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or through Odyssey Sports or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Maybe you're checking this out on YouTube or on our socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. And of course, we're over on YouTube where, you know, people leave comments. So it's it's half social media, right? Actually, that's more of a bitching fest over there. Anyways, if you're liking this podcast, you know, you know, say hello by, I don't know, giving us one of those uh, reviews, maybe a five-star reviews. You should uh, give reviews to any podcast. It really helps the podcast out. And, hey, we like to read those reviews, so give us one of those. And, listen, yeah, we love those five-tool baseball players on this podcast. This is a baseball podcast, so, you know, we love that shit. But you know what we love more than that? Five-star reviews. So please give us that five-star review. Anyways, uh, like I was saying, uh, yeah, maybe you like the podcast, maybe you like the gear better, you like the, you like the swag, we'll hit up at simply.cora on Instagram. That's at simply.cora on Instagram. Tell her you heard about it on the podcast. Maybe she'll throw you a deal. That's up to her. Anyways, that's all the house cleaning right now. Uh, I think this is a happy podcast. This is uh, you know a podcast after a Mariners four-game sweep of the Oakland A's. Also after uh, the 50 game marker. So this is a, you know, one of those um, goalposts in the season. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, anytime that we get to put out a podcast that we record on a Thursday night or early on a Friday morning, we are going to break down, actually deconstruct, I should say. We're going to deconstruct the DePoto show, the Jerry DePoto show that they do on Seattle sports I am um, actually in Queen Anne at uh, Buckley's in Queen Anne. Pretty cool place. You should come in here and check it out. Uh, but, but up in Edmonds, in Edmonds Sports Central Studios, we got Hanno and Edmonds. There's the big reveal. What's up, Hanno? Hey, man. Having a good time tonight, huh? 
I, yeah, I forgot you were here. I was just running on talking about the place. Really love Buckley's kind of place you want to just, you know, take a loved one down here and maybe get a michelada, maybe a uh, maybe a Manny's, maybe some uh, maybe some hummus dip and just have some apps, watch the game. It's a really cool place to watch games, especially during uh, things going on at Climate Fedge. It's just a hop, skip and jump down the street. Nice. Good. Looks like you're looking for something there up at the studio. Dog wanted out. Oh, okay. The dog wanted out. The uh, your producer. Yeah. Your producer. Yeah. Your handle. Your handler. All right. Well, hey, let's start off with the good. The Mariners open up the four-game homestand with a sweep, or a word that's being thrown around in the baseball vernacular, the mop. I guess that's what they're calling the four-game sweep now and then. I kind of like that term. Yeah, it hasn't happened. I think they said in, since 1991 or something that the Mariners have won a four-game series against the A's. Incredible. In Seattle. Yeah. In Seattle, yes. So it's so 91. And that was a good team in the 90s. That was a, that's, that's a worthwhile going like, hey, we haven't done this since. Mm-hmm. We were beating teams with Jose Canseco, Walt Weiss, Mike mm-hmm. Gallego, Mark McGuire, Dave Stewart, Dennis Eckerly. Ever heard of them? You know, that, those were good teams, so uh, not not quite the team that got swept here. Oh, night and day difference. This has yeah. got to be the worst team I've ever seen, a major league team. I feel bad for them. I, only 10 wins. I mean, they're going to have a long year. Yeah, they're on pace to have the worst record. Um, I think the team in 1962, the New York Mets, I think, have the worst record of all time. Uh yeah, it's tough, but you know what? You gotta take business. You gotta take care of business with teams like this. Um, I think it would be interesting to go and look back at the last couple of seasons at the worst team in baseball that uh, everybody in our division played, and see what you know the Astros did or the Mariners did. And you know, it's always the talk of like, hey, you gotta beat like the teams in front of you. Sure, I mean that makes sense, but like. When you have games like this against teams like this, you need to take advantage of them. And so far, the Mariners have been perfect this year. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I saw a great uh, post today. Someone posted if the Mariners, obviously they're undefeated against the A's, but if they go undefeated for the whole year, which is 13-0, and if that happens and the M's play 500 baseball the rest of the way, that gives them 88 wins. Incredible, Just on that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Just on that, and I would say, you know, we're also Seahawks fans. We've seen the we've seen the Seahawks lose to bad teams that they should be, and it costs them division titles, and they're in the wild card round. Uh, we saw the Mariners last year, you know, not to harp on last year, but they it took them a while to clinch when we were very close to clinch, and we were playing some bad teams. And I remember we played Oakland, and I was at Oakland, and we lost that series down there. Um, you know, I think much more competitive team last year, but still they, you know, the Mariners have not taken care of business of bad team against bad teams in the past. And I think that's a stat that goes overlooked versus like the, Hey, how did you stack up against whatever the perennial playoff teams? Oh yeah. When it's a, appears to be a tight division uh, in the West that it appears that it's going to be for the rest of the year, you got to beat these teams, you know, I mean, 
you're looking at the teams that you're chasing, they can do the exact same thing. So you got to take care of business when you can. I mean, just stay in the obvious, you know? Ah, yeah. Well, uh, let's just jump right into this right after this. You know, we got to pay a couple bills right here, but let's just get back. We're just going to briefly break down the four game series, like I said in the intro. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how we're feeling at the 50 game mark. And we'll talk a little bit about the DePoto show. And then we'll just let you, you know, get on with your day and get ready for the Mariners Pittsburgh series. How's that sound, Hannah? Perfect. Rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only. Mr. Tom Hutler, do you have any of your favorite stories from the kingdom? There was a time we had an earthquake, and so we, they were going to evacuate the building. So I was, like, getting up to go and leave. They go, no, you can't go. you got to read these safety <laughs> things. It's like, do we need to tell them that there's smokings only on the exterior <laughs> ramps? Yeah. And Dave came shooting past. He signed off. I'm going, wait, I'm the only one here. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I love it. All right, so let's just quickly go back to you know game one i was there game for game one me and the ninja were down there at edgar's it was it was a lot of fun it was an easy breezy game we went over to uh hooverville fun place and recorded the last episode after that game but we kind of stayed away from the series talk but that was like an 11 to 2 win you saw gabby arrow coming into town hitting a home run after everybody was you know in mariner land pretty happy with how he's progressed and looked especially on the road uh got his first home run in that atlanta game follows it up the next day with a home run um we had jk dropping a bomb i mean it was 11 to 2 julio had a big multi-hit game we pitched well i mean that's about as dominating as a win as you're gonna see it out of the Mariners. Yeah, and the Mariners haven't gotten many of those games this year, so it was really nice to have a easy breezy type game. So that was awesome. Yeah, and and again, the easy breezy was very short lived. They come back the next day, uh, take a three to two victory to take the second game of the series. Which, hey, I'm all for it. We have some catching up to do with these one game victories. We tallied one right there uh, in that game. Uh, you know, really good pitching. Uh, we saw some really good pitching from Marco in that game. Uh, you know, you got to hand it up to him. You know, he gives up the two two runs in the first inning, avoids giving up any more the rest of the way. And let's let's hand it to Medina. He's he's a uh, he's somebody that was uh, in, I believe in that deal for Frankie Montas last year. He was a you know a Yankee product, uh, good pitcher. I know his ERA is like over six this year, but. You know, with a young guy there, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, we know this from uh, from our guys. Uh, I thought I thought he did pretty good. Nice to see Seawald go out there and get his 10th save. You know, the Mariners didn't really tally up much hits. It seems like we haven't really been able to, like, put these back-to-back big uh, offensive games together. Only got five uh, hits in that game. Almost looks like today, or game four's uh, stat line. Uh, what do you think about game two? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered it, but the most important thing for me was how Marco pitched. You know, he gave you, what, uh, six innings, but like you mentioned, two runs to start off, and after that, he was great. So uh, really good to see another quality outing from Marco after uh, the road trip where um, in Boston he got lit up a little bit. So uh, nice to see him bounce back at home. Yeah, if he can give me three good games and just get destroyed in the fourth one, I'll take that all the way through 162 games, right? Yeah, as a five-starter, that's exactly what you want. 
that it's exactly what you want. He's either going to say he's either going to be Marco or he's going to be Gonzo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the new that's the new term I'm I'm giving him. He's either going to be Marco or he's going to be Gonzo. He was Marco in that game. And again, that was Seawald's 10th save of the season in that game. Good to see the bullpen. Very, very clean in this game. Um, uh, when they needed it in another tight game. And we're doing this without uh, Munoz. We're doing this uh, without Penn Murphy. It just seems like every, anybody else that comes up, it's, it's uh, next man up, uh, insert, cut, copy, paste, right, with this bullpen. Yeah, they've been so good, even with uh, the injuries that they did not experience last year. I mean, I was kind of concerned with the bullpen as it is, and then the injuries happened, and, you know, they were pitching so much, and you thought, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. I don't know if they're as strong, but, man, they've been lights out. Lights, lights out. Uh, And then we had game three on on, uh, Wednesday night, I should say. that was another one of these, you know, really good, strong, dominating wins, headlined by, you know, Miller. It's Miller time. Uh, it was Miller time on Wednesday night. I'm just in another amazing start. I know this is Oakland, but still, this is a major league team with major league scouting. And you go around, uh, you get your second time around with a major league team. It's a it's a stepping stone. It's definitely a stepping stone for him. Uh, what did you see that night with him? That's exactly what I was feeling going in the game, trying to see how he would go up against a team that has already faced him. You know, that's a challenge he hadn't faced yet. And man, was he good. I mean, he's been spectacular. The numbers show it. Um, I mean, how lucky and how much fortune the Mariners have to have Logan two years ago, followed by Kirby and now Miller, who I mean, just looks every bit as good as Kirby was last year. I mean, wow. So fortunate, you know, with Robbie Ray going down to have a player like that step in. I mean, we, I kind of gave you some a little bit of, you know, razzing about Robbie Ray when he went down. You were saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. And I was like, I don't know, man. But, wow, this guy has stepped in. We wouldn't have seen him without that injury to Robbie Ray. So, wow. he's. That's all you can say is wow about him. He's been incredible. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, another game where he goes six innings, you know, and and, and what I liked, again, uh, here uh, in this game was I think he got a little bit off to a, you know, uh, no, he was he got off to a dominated start, I would say. Uh, you know, he never got really touched up in this game. I don't think he gave up a run, did he? Well, it seemed early they hit they hit, they hit him they hit him hard that in the early couple innings or, or early first inning, but he got out of it, you know. That's right. That's right. There's just so many games this week that I mean, I mean, when we get sometimes these games, it's like, well, hold on, there, it's all a blur. We have every, a lot of good highlights, a lot of good yeah, highlights in this game. And in in every in game was was uh, you know starting pitching carried the carried the the water, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was nice in this game. I know we had uh, we scored six runs. It was nice to see a big inning. They put up five runs in the fourth inning in this game. Uh, and then I, I really liked, you know, Teo capping it off in the seventh with a big home run. Uh, you know, Teo over, you know, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he's, he seemed to be hitting the ball hard, maybe uh, bringing down the strikeouts a little bit, not too much, but – 
it, it, I think this is a guy that we're starting to see come around, you know, in this game as well. Uh, you know, you, you also got to see Haggerty have a big hit, which is good, you know, with the spot starts, because that's really what he's going to get this year. So it's nice to see him contribute. Uh, Caballero, you know, having another just solid game out there. And, uh, you know, when you put six up, that's enough. That's that's what the Mariners need in the pitching staff. From, you know, the pitching staff needs. I think this is like a, the perfect the perfect example of like what the Mariners can do to you. And then they'll just suffocate you with the bullpen. Yeah, you're right. It was a, it was it was a pitcher perfect game you would want as a Mariner fan. Great pitching, some timely hitting, you know. Uh, it, it, it was it was a great win. Yeah, a lot of fastballs too. I heard in the in the uh, presser afterwards where uh, Miller was talking about that he's never thrown this many fastballs, and and it seemed like this was talked about a lot. And I know that there's still mind games in sports, and, but I hope I don't see as many fastballs as next <laughs> with the Yankees. Not that I don't have the confidence in them, but it's a different this is this, it's a different animal coming in here. Yeah, and uh, they said on the broadcast that his last start against the Braves, he was, he threw a lot of fastballs against them as well. And the previous start to that, he threw less against the uh, Detroit Tigers. So it's just interesting how each team's different, and and the way he's manipulated his way through lineups in his, you know, first handful of starts this year. Yeah, it was, and then uh, you know you, you see that start after you see Marco start. After, you know, you go out there and you see Castillo, we forgot to mention him, good bounce back start after, you know, kind of having some rough weeks, uh, pitched good on Monday, forgot to mention that, but we're moving on. Um, and then you're going, gosh, the starting pitching has been so good this series. You get into this game and, you know, Logan gives up uh, a couple of runs in the first inning, hangs that curveball, and you're like, well, look, our the, the – the luck can only run so long. The numbers can, you know, are going to catch up to you. No, after that moment, you know, set, set shuts down 15 batters in a row, goes eight innings, uh, only through 79 pitches, I believe. Uh, just an absolute dominating game. And partway through that, because the Mariners were not hitting. The Mariners were not putting runs on the board. There was some sloppy base running. Um it was like one of these, oh, no, the, the ghost of Felix Hernandez was looming over uh, T-Mobile Park. But, you know, the Mariners put together a great, great uh, eighth inning. Hey, when the when they, when the hitting's not there, you know, you have Caballero starting off that inning. He gets the bases on balls, does anything to get on. He gets on just another one of those feathers in his cap, I feel like. Uh, there was that great play where they uh, what purposely missed a fly ball so they could get the force out on him and have a slower guy on bases, Ty France. And again, they just worked their way around. You have Gino come up in the eighth inning. And I don't know if you heard about this, but he didn't have a scouting report on this pitcher, not because uh, things nobody had one. It's because he was in the bathroom. So he had no scouting report, goes up there, gets a walk. It was interesting how they – walked Kelnick intentionally to get to Gino where Gino is into that at bat hitting 378 with runners in scoring position, which I thought was interesting, but look, he laid off some stuff and he got a walk. He got the RBI Ty France who hit two home runs in this game after coming back from getting nailed in the hand scores, all three of our runs. 
You send Seawald out there. He picks up number 11. Look, another one run game that we tallied up on the, you know, we were playing catch up from. So we had, you know, a dominating win, you know, an ass kicking win and two one run victories in this series. I know it's the Oakland A's, but hey, I'm feeling good. We're going to see Pittsburgh coming in here uh, a little bit tougher, uh, not playing the best baseball right now. And then you have the Yankees. So, like, I felt like this, this was awesome. We were looking for at the least three out of four. We got the four. Anything you got to add about this uh, fourth game? Yeah, I mean, like after you got the three, the the first three games, you just you you wanted to get that sweep so bad. And the way they started out with Logan giving up a couple and the Mariners' bats not being there, I mean, the way he just kept pitching and shutting them down and giving the Mariners a chance. And like you mentioned, really good to have Ty France back. Uh, looked really painful in game two with him getting hit on that hand wrist area. Uh, he missed game three and for him to come back and, um, you know, hit two home runs. You know, the narrative was already starting to get out there that when France has gotten hit in the hand in years previous that he struggled. He was never the same. He came uh-huh. back early. So it was nice to see, you know, hopefully maybe those scenarios or those thoughts not be a, a thing, you know, where he's uh, OK to play and feels good. And it's, you know. Yep. Yeah. And the guys, the guys tough. The guy's tough. We know that. And I was just listening to Ryan Roland Smith, too. He was echoing what we were saying of like, we've seen him come back from injuries a little prematurely and not gotten the results. It hasn't been the best situation for the team. But a lot of the times is who else do you got? And, you know, last year they did a good thing and they got Carlos Santana, who we're going to see this weekend. And um, but uh, this year we really don't have any options right now. I mean, we're, Haggerty's was playing over there for his third game ever at first base. And there's, you know, you look at Sam Haggerty, right? What screams first baseman about him? Nothing. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you see Ty France in the in the dugout. I mean, in the lineup today, you're like, what? He comes back and he hits two home runs. It kind of reminded me of last year when Julio came back with a bad back. It's a jack right off the bat. This guy hits two home runs tonight, also scores the other run. Looks like he's all right. I listened to him uh, in the in the press conference. He talked about, you know, working on um, – he's been really working on um, people busting him in because people have been trying to bust him in. He comes back with a sore hand. Of course the pitcher's going to bust him in, and, you know, he made him pay for it tonight. Yeah, I mean, two beautiful swings. Both of them land in the second deck in the well, – well, I guess the second deck of Edgar's Cantina, or the upper portion, so – yeah, he was on it tonight. Yeah. Well, they, they close out the series. They they sweep the Oakland A's. We're 7-0 and on them this season. Uh, and it also brings us up to our 50th game, which is putting us at, uh, what are we, 26 and 24? Am I doing my math correct? Yes, that is 50 games. Went to Ballard High School, Ballard High School math. Shout out. Uh, we are at the 50 game mark, which is kind of a, like I said in the intro, uh, you know, if, if you're newer to baseball, it's kind of like a benchmark. Um, I know in the in uh, politics, when there's a new president, you, you check in them at the 100, ga- 100 day, first 100 days. In baseball, it's the 50 game mark, it seems like, where now you might see more movement. You might see some uh, trades with teams. It, this is pretty much like this the like 
I would say like the starting line of, of a lot of like, this is who we are right now. We're almost now we're getting close to being, you know, a third of the way into the season. That's what we're going to segue and talk about right after this. So, yeah, we're at the 50 point uh, mark here. Like we were mentioning, we're two games over 500. Um, we've lost a lot of one uh, game, one run games, I should say. Uh, we've, we've treaded water. Luckily, we're not in the NL East. Uh, but now teams like Houston, especially the Texas Rangers, are starting to really take off. Anaheim has not really slipped. We're still sitting in fourth place, I believe, uh, which is technically I want to call it last place because Oakland's not really in this race. If it's like the Hydros, they're like the Pistons riding on the outsides. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, still in overall, I'm okay with that right now. Uh, I want to say and hope that the Mariners are trending up, but I still look back at these one run games. I look at how great the pitching has been. I look how great, how the bullpen has been, which is also pitching, but you know what I mean? And you can't help, but say, Hey, if we had just a little bit better offense, we'd be really, really looking good. And it seems like, you know, right now you obviously at this early in the season, you're having to get your improvement and get your results within. Maybe that's going to change. Um, but yeah, I've, I've yet, like I've said this on other episodes, I've yet to get really excited I feel like the fan base has yet to get really excited. You can kind of see that with attendance. I know they tried to church it up a little bit and saying there's a lot of people there. But uh, there might have been more dogs at, uh, at the stadium at Park of the Park than uh, people. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's an exaggeration. But you get you get what I mean. Um, uh, we are trending up. Uh, you know, we start this homestand off great with four wins. We got six more games. Uh you know, and then and then after we, you know, after this series is over, we're these two series are over. We're pretty much a third of the way into the season. Uh, but yeah, at the fifty mark, what, what are you feeling? What do you want to see? Just briefly, in a nutshell, what are what are what are some of the things you're going to be really be watching and talking about now that we hit this this fifty games? Well, through the first 50, I mean, the injury bug has hit this team, especially on the pitching side. And you got to commend, and you got to commend them for, you know, holding it together and actually doing really well and not really even noticing it at some no, points. If, if you just went by a box score and didn't know any of the backstories to any of this stuff, um, you wouldn't even notice. Yeah. And going into the season, we all talked about the pitching was going to be the strength. I mean, to me, it's it might be even better than what I expected, you know, through the first 50. Um, we all kind of had our suspicion of the Mariners not doing enough as far as the bats. Um, and, you know, we just didn't know how it but a lot of us thought that, you know, it was it was a problem. And it has turned out to be the DH has been a problem. Um, that was a position that, you know, we talked about, uh, we didn't sign Carlos Santana. Um, we, you know, both of us didn't think that we really improved that position. Second base, you know, we had hoped that that would be the case. Walt or Colton Wong has been a disaster. 
Um, and it sounds like, from what I heard, uh, they're going to continue to give him the chance. So when Dylan Moore comes up, it, it could be a guy like Sam Haggerty that goes down because he has options. But that's just speculation right now. But, I mean, really, the way I thought the season might be is kind of how it turned out, has turned out so far, um, hitting-wise. But, man, the pitching has sure carried us and been even you know, even better, especially the starting pitching. So, I mean, hopefully the Mariners, you know, bats can get going more. I mean, they did last year when the weather started warming up. But uh, after 50 games, you know, without that first core six, seven guys in our lineup, after that, it's there's there's not much there. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there there isn't. I mean, you, I, this series was kind of – kind of like as far as the offense inconsistent right i know it's four games i know it's baseball it's always going to be different but you had an offensive explosion all right we're good and then again five hits great big inning we're seeing we're seeing the power you know in this in this lineup stuff we do have 55 home runs that that's pretty good for 50 games uh but again you see it today you get five hits you only get three hits outside of Ty France's, you know, two home runs. And yeah, there's the team is clearly missing a bat. You guys got you got guys like Cal Raleigh too. You know, we love Cal. You know, he's had his ups and downs. He's still a solid player. But you know, on the days that he's off, you don't really have much in the offense. I know sometimes we pick on Murphy a bit on here, but uh, you know, we we why I'm saying that is we've had to keep rallying at DH quite a bit, it seems like, and instead of just having a full day off with pinch hitting. Uh, yeah, luckily we stumbled over Caballero, who's awesome, who's a menace. Uh, there's a great article by, uh, I think, Brent Stecker talking about how he's just like a a, a, a nuisance, like, uh, a, you know, and just talking about all the – we've talked about it, all of his minor league uh, experience – you know, up to, you know, game, uh, I mean, up to age 26. I mean, this is guy has been in our organization for a bit. Um, he's an Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, I believe, product that we got what, for Mike Leak. Um, been around. Uh, we got lucky with this. I mean, it's kind of kind of reminiscent of last year when uh, Haggerty just started to figure it all out. And then, you know, we ended up losing Haggerty down the stretch and, uh you know, we haven't seen that Haggerty yet, but we haven't needed to see him that much because JK has, you know, solidified that left field position. But listen, the guys that we have signed, the free agents, you know, haven't hit their baseball card. Uh, Teoscar, you know, he's definitely turning up. We're starting to, it seems like he's that, feels like that lawnmower that's starting and stopping and starting and stopping. He seems like he's going to, I do feel like he's going to catch fire. Uh, AJ Pollock, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like he's probably going to get enough steady playing time to really get it going. And yes, Colton, Colton Wong is. It's this hasn't worked out for him. I mean, Jesse Winker had a better. <laughs> it seems like no, that but you're right. I mean, watered down, water down, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Caballero, he's been a gift to them. Nobody they expected. I mean, without him to step in here lately, I mean, and produce, I mean to save them because Wong has been so bad. 
Um, that's a gift. I mean, Kelnick, how could you expect what he's done this year? That's another gift through 50 games, you know, how well he's improved and has, you know, transformed his game and, um, you know, been the, one of the, the Mariners' best hitter and a threat and is now, you know, controlling the number four position in the lineup and playing great D. So, I mean, that's a plus. And then you mentioned those other guys with, you know, not playing up to their – they're supposed to or what their baseball card says or what they had projected hopefully it gets turned around because it's just you know with 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 an extra bat or what have you if the Mariners would have spent that way I mean it's not saying they would have picked the right guy I mean it's still a crap shooting away there's guys that they were you know talked were uh what's the word I'm looking for rumored to be involved with that didn't sign with us you know that but uh if we just had some extra bats, I mean, God, how much better would this team be and how, you know, how much more confident would we yeah. be? A extra bat, a real DH. Uh, yeah, we, we're what? losing four bats a game for the most part, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, look, I, we got to move along on this, but we've hit the 50 mark, but we're going to start doing some episodes in between the series, I think, and we're going to talk about – possible trades looking at that stuff we didn't really do that last season on the first season of rye bread mustard mariners podcast definitely want to do that and maybe we'll start doing like an all-star watch and all-star prediction show uh, i think that'd be a lot of fun but uh let's close up here with just briefly talking about uh the depoto show a segment we like to call the uh, deconstructing the depoto show uh we'll get right into that right after this So if you have not uh, uh, listened to the uh, Jerry DePoto show, this is your uh, this is your cliff notes uh, for it. If you have, this is I'm just kind of reiterating what they talked about every Thursday. Jerry DePoto gets on Seattle Sports with Brock and what's the other guy's name? Salk, Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports. Salk. Uh, uh, Hanno's favorite person. He's got five posters hanging up in his uh, bedroom. Wife doesn't really care for it, but you know what? That, that, she's <laughs> she's a lovely lady for letting you have that happen. Um, uh, so, anyways, uh, just briefly to go down there, he did talk about uh, Miller. You know, of course, he's got to start strong with that. And just talking about uh, a, a good question I thought about that was asked is, "Hey, are we going to see?" pitching limitations as far as innings because we have seen him go deep into the games and uh they said there was he was treated a bit different they're going to treat him a bit differently than um uh logan and kirby because of you know him being like a year behind as far as you know college and things like that where he didn't really miss out too much in 2020 of not getting his innings. That seemed like that was the case, which was interesting. Um, and another interesting thing, I thought that was kind of cool. They were asking for comparisons to him. Uh, like, who, who would you kind of compare this guy to? And he goes, I don't know. I thought this was a good answer. He said he's pretty as modern as you get with, like, his pitch selections. Brock, I mean, Salk thought he was a Roy Oswalt, but I liked the comparison that Jerry DePoto gave it to him. He said, you know what? He kind of reminds me of a Brett Saberhagen. I hadn't heard that name in a while, but I remember him when I was a kid and he was fucking good. Yeah, no doubt. The way he sets up kind of 
tilted off the side of the mound before he gets in his windup. Kind of reminds me of how Norm Charlton did from the other side of the rubber as a left-hander. If you if you go back and look, he's you know kind of cocked and kind of a and Norm was a Texan too. You know, it's kind of those type of pitchers that you know like they're they're like thinking I'm going to throw a fastball and I'm going to throw it by you, and that's pretty much what yeah. he's done so far. I really yeah, like I, his makeup. And they also talked about Caballero. Uh, one thing that they asked too, like, you know, you're going to have Demo, you're going to have Penn Murphy, you're going to have uh, uh, Munoz coming back soon. And, uh, but he was pretty emphatic going, like, listen, Caballero's earned his spot on the team. Also, I gave him a good compliment of, like, hey, man, this guy looks like he's, you know, I know he's probably played thousands of baseball games, but he looks like he's, he carries himself like he's played thousands of games at this level. I thought that was a great compliment about him. Uh, I've looked back at a little bit of his stuff, but, you know, this is a guy that played in, uh, you know, junior college as well. I guess at every level he's been good. He's just been like there hasn't been any bad years. Uh, so that was great to see and hear. Uh, Demo, uh, you know, like I said, when he comes up, what's going on? But I thought one of the uh, more interesting things was they asked, like, look at what the Rangers have been doing and look at what the Mariners have been doing, the way they've been constructing the teams kind of got into that a bit. Uh, you got to go on there, you know, DePoto it looked like he, yeah, that's the way they do things. That's the way we do things. Uh, but you know, they have a nice little core, you know, and Texas has <laughs> added these people and you can tell Jerry knows this. And that's another one of these things of like, I, I do feel like, uh, they're not going to bend that way. I, I don't really want to misinterpret that part of the conversation. So she guys, you guys should go check that part of the this show out. It does make you go like, man, they're, it kind of made me feel like, man, we're still not going to go out and, and grab something expensive. Um, but look, look what they did with the uh, Castillo trade last year. If we can get something like that with offense, that would be great. Um, and then. Um, you know, uh, he also was, you know, again, talking about Brash, right? And he says that Brash is a victim of maybe some of the worst poor luck. Yes, but I also feel like he's left a lot of stuff over the plate. And what's different between him and let's just say the success of Miller, I know Miller's a starter. My opinion on this is the command, right? You know, he's he's missed. Miller hasn't missed. So all the guys that have been successful – command yeah he has all this great stuff got the world's uh, greatest slider that anybody's ever seen we've heard about it but can he command that thing he used to if, when i think about that i think back to like randy johnson remember he used to throw the ball all over the place uh, my grandfather used to hate to go watch randy johnson the early young Randy Johnson, because it was all over hated blocks uh, what do you think about Brash and, and, and that well, kind of thing? Well, he had this about. great stat about him, which is really incredible, and it kind of talks about his year. I mean, he's struck out 40% of the people he's faced, yep. but the people that put the ball in play are hitting around 400 or something against him. So, I mean, that's just crazy numbers. You either strike out or you put the ball in play and you're hitting great. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a really odd year for him. And especially, yeah. like you said, if he doesn't have the command. And I've noticed when he doesn't come in on, like, a clean inning, he has trouble. But also, you know, he gets, he's prone to getting two quick two quick outs and then walking somebody. And then it goes, you know, haywire with a gapper. You know, it's just he's good, but he, he just 
hasn't clicked this year, you know, no. so far. And but he's, I, I still have confidence in him that he's going to get it around, turn around. Mm-hmm. I, I do so. too. And I think when Munoz and Penn Murphy come back, it's just going to make Brash even better. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, just to quickly move on, he uh, also talked about, yeah, the same thing that I was echoing earlier, the acquisitions just haven't really hit what, what they thought they were going to do. Um, obviously, you could see that they, they were really leaning on the pitching. Um, and then, uh, you know, just a lot of compliments. They talked about JP, you know, like this guy, you know, but he is backing up again also to publicly like, hey, why didn't we go get, you know, a Turner or, uh, oh, I don't even want to go down the list of this basement, short middle infielders. But listen, that's our depo- uh, Destructing the Depoto show. I'm not going to like recreate the whole conversation. Just anytime that we are going to do a show that comes out on a Friday, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now here's Lenny Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox, Hitting all right, so we're running out of time here. We've got the big Pittsburgh series coming in. We got Carlos Santana coming in. It's like that, the one that got away. You know, they're coming back into town. Yeah, and we'll get to see Brian Reynolds that everybody talked about in the offseason, yeah. you know. So it'll it's be a like, good a good series to watch. It's the one that got away and the one that just wasn't interested enough. We're yeah. going to see them. Listen, if Gino happens to have, if Gino happens to have to go to the bathroom, in an inning, uh, maybe somebody can just slide him a uh, uh, an iPad, you know, in the bathroom so he can look at that, right? I mean, it's pretty seems pretty simple. Uh, but shout out to Gino. Usually, I just you would think when he's you know getting to the on deck circle, he could just ask the co- what does this guy throw? You know, curveball, slider, change up. You know, I mean, I didn't that's all you need, it. I guess. <laughs> He might have been just rushing out there and buckling his belt. I I didn't notice, but uh, yeah. But you think somebody could give him a an iPad to look at in the in the bathroom or something, or or, or just like, hey, send me a link to the report. Anyways, uh, that was one thing I just wanted to add before we get out of here. Anyways, thank you for liking, subscribing, and following us. You should do that for any podcast that you like. Give them a review. Let them know they're doing a good job or things that you want to hear about or change. We welcome that. Again, thanks to Odyssey and Odyssey Sports partners partnering up with us. Hey, we're going to be down at Tacos Tequila, uh, maybe here on the Friday game, maybe on the Sunday game, maybe the Saturday game. I don't know. Stop by Tacos and Tequila. Uh, Joe is a great owner, a great person. All, there's a lot of places that you could stop before a game right there by the stadium. I would go to Tacos and Tequila. Even though they let us do the podcast there and ask us to do the podcast there, I like to go there. Also, I want to give a shout out to Buckley's. Um, this has been a place that I've wanted to do a podcast at for a bit since last year. It was really fun to come down here. They're super hospitable. The food's here, the appetite, the food's great. The appetite or the dinner portions are good. Uh, the appetizers are great. Um, 
good pipes, lots of fun sports stuff to look at. Just want to give a shout out to Buckley's in Queen Anne, right on first, uh, right, just right down from Mercer. Come check them out. Anyways, we'll be back uh, on Memorial Day. We either have a wrap or maybe we might do this thing where we cut together some of the best stories from, uh, you know, uh, these podcasts we've had. Anyways, we'll either be back with a wrap. We'll have something for you on Memorial Day. And of course, the Yankees are coming. Uh, that means big Vlad Perez will be up here with us next week. We'll be down at Tacos Aquila for sure next Tuesday and Wednesday. So come check us out. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. We're we're past the 50-yard line, or the, we're not past the, we're past the 50 game mark. Shit's about to get real. Hanno, you know what time it is. Char.